Hi there, my name is Adam Waters, and I'm the lead pastor here at Grace Bible Church in Elmhurst, Illinois. I'm just so glad that you made the decision to take us along with you this week on life's journey. Here at Grace Bible Church, we are a family of faith who seeks forgiveness, healing, and hope in Jesus Christ. Now, we might all come from different backgrounds, but each of us recognize that the tremendous needs in our lives point us to one place, to God, for His answers, His provision, and mostly, for His grace. I hope the following program gives you a new perspective on who God is, who you are, and how you too might find forgiveness, healing, and hope in our Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening. That's one way to get your attention. I think that's the way to do it instead of jumping up and down and trying to get everyone's attention. Good morning. My name is Adam Waters. For those of you who are visiting today and don't know me, I am the lead pastor here at Grace Bible Church, and I'm just so delighted that you are here to join us today. I'm being joined by my dear friend, Daniela. Say hi, Daniela. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> if you would like more information about Grace Bible Church, you can check us out at GBCLM. Dot org, our website, or on all of the social media platforms at GBCLM. You can check your Grace Connect email for more information on what's going on in the life of the church. So today we have the potluck after church, and everyone is invited, so we would be so happy to see you all there. Yeah, we're having rotisserie chicken and mashed potatoes. And so if you've not registered, you're still invited, so make sure that you join us downstairs. We also have uh, the missions conference coming up on October 14 at 6 p.m. And it will begin with a pizza night and a scavenger hunt for the kids. So please register for that. <laughs> there might be some uh, changes to that. There could be a scavenger hunt for everybody. So even the big kids are going to get to participate in that. So we're looking forward to that. The theme this year is Pass It On, Proclaiming the Gospel to the Next Generation. Our missions conference is all about youth and teen, and how we're uh, pouring our lives into them that they would live for the Lord. We're also having, after Friday, so Saturday morning from 9 to noon, um, we're going to watch a couple videos from a youth conference, a children's discipleship conference, and have an amazing time of discussion uh, after we watch those videos. I've seen a little bit of them. You're definitely going to want to be there. And then coming up on October 16th, we have a special Sunday worship where we will hear from our evangelism ministries, as well as Young Life and the Child Evangelism Fellowship. Yeah, so that's going to be a very exciting missions conference Sunday. You're not going to want to miss that, Glenn Flippin. We are also live streaming on October 28th and 29th a women's conference. This is the True Women's Revive Our Hearts conference on October 28th and 29th. Let's just take a minute and watch a video regarding that conference. We see deeply disturbing things going on around us. You listen to the news and you, you get, like you get a pit in your stomach. It's so deeply disturbing. And sometimes we feel overwhelmed and sick about it all. But we've been placed here by God in this time and in this place. And we're to serve wherever He has put us. While at the same time keeping our hearts firmly planted in His eternal kingdom. There will never, ever be a time, in time or eternity, when God will not be God, when He will not be present, when He will not be in control, when He will not be sovereign over every detail of our lives. 
heaven rules. So if you are a woman or a soon-to-be woman and you want to participate in this women's, that can mean a lot nowadays, I should have watched how I said that, um, and you are interested in registering for this conference, please check out our website. You'll find a link there or the Grace Connect. You'll be able to find a link there to register. Also today we have uh, the Sparks who are visiting GBC Ministries, Dave and June. So, Dave and June, raise your hand. Dave and June are here. This is their last Sunday. They go back to Australia Wednesday, so we want to make sure that we give them a nice farewell. Yeah, so make sure to uh, talk to them and say hi. We'll be at the potluck. So. Absolutely. We also got news this week, sadly, that the daughter of a prior pastor, John Bell, was killed in a motor vehicle accident. And so we want to really be supporting not only John and Linda, but the rest of the family as they grieve this loss. Um, reach out to him, let him know that you're thinking and praying for him, and uh, let's uh, do what we can to be a support. So why don't we take a few minutes, since we're starting this service uh, on a celebratory note, and we're going to get back into it here. We are going to pray, so join me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can be here together in fellowship to worship you. I want to place Dave and June Sparks in your hands as they leave to Australia on Wednesday. Please give them protection and wisdom so that they may reflect you through their work. Mm. You know which individuals need prayer right now in Australia and around the world and here. Please let the Sparks ministry be effective in reaching the people for your kingdom and help us to be the same to reach other people in our communities, families, and schools. Yeah, Lord, I just second that prayer, and I pray that you would be uh, here and present in a mighty way as we celebrate you today. We pray, Lord, that you would be with the bells. Uh, we, we, it's hard for us to imagine uh, what it would be like to be in that situation. For some of us, it's not, and we can't relate. But Lord, we pray that during this time that they would really, really feel your presence with them, Lord. Console them as they grieve the loss of their daughter, Jennifer. And I pray, Lord, that you would... Um, you use this. We trust you are good. We know you are good. And we ask, Lord, that you would even use this uh, tragic situation for your glory and that others would see your goodness and your love. I pray for this service, that you would be present, that we would know you here, that you would be honored, and that you would be celebrated as we come together as a family here at Grace Bible Church. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, today just so happens to be Rosh Hashanah in the Jewish calendar year, which is, means head of the year, so it's something of a new year in the Jewish uh, religion. And so we're going to do something new today. We're going to take a little uh, guidance from that. So I hope you enjoy today. It's a hodgepodge of lots of good stuff, and so we're going to be doing it. Go ahead. All right, so as Adam said, we are doing something new today. Um, I don't know if any of you saw Adam's video on Instagram. Uh, but he used this phrase that I really liked. It was called the sacrament of party. And when I heard that, I saw Bill and Ted in my head nodding in agreement. What is it? Be excellent to each other and party on, dude. John, you know. Um, anyway, so uh, just to give you a fair warning of what, what's in store for you. So the first part of this service is about six songs of, of celebration. So we're going to have uh, six songs of worship. Uh, there are going to be testimonies. 
Uh, two people are going to share testimonies with us. We have some special music that's been prepared that you guys are just going to be able to sit and listen to and be ministered to. And uh, just to just to to kind of vision cast and why why we decided to do this, right? Did we decide to do all this music and testimonies just just because, uh, just because that's what you do in church? It's like, oh, let's just try something new. Doesn't matter. Um, so let's just throw in a bunch of stuff and see what happens. And uh, no, but there's a purpose and there's a there's a reason that we're doing this. And uh, the word um, that kept coming to my mind uh, that even though we are celebrating. Um, that, we're, that we're, we're choosing to remember, that we are reminding ourselves of who God is and what he has done. Um, and there's a reason that we do that. Um, and I was, as I was thinking about it this week, that um, I realized that as we remember, that does something in us. Uh, when we read a poem, uh, that reminds us of God's goodness. Uh, when we sing a song that reminds us of God's long-suffering and his compassion, um, when we hear a sermon that reminds us of God's justice, when we hear a testimony that reminds us of God's, um, of God's patience with us, his faithfulness and his commitment to renew the world, that does something inside of us. Um, it stirs our affections. Um, this image that I love, uh, that in worship and remembrance, uh, the, the, the smoldering embers of our love for God, um, the spirit of God comes and blows over those coals and calls forth new life and new flame. And that's what we're doing this morning. That's why we worship. That's why we sing these songs. That's why we listen to Adam preach. That's why we share testimonies. All of it is to cultivate this love of God that we believe is the wellspring of everything that we do as Christians. It's the wellspring of our love for our neighbors. It's the well, wellspring of justice and social action. It's the wellspring of obedience. So that, that's the why. And what a wonderful thing to do um, on this Rosh Hashanah, this Jewish New Year, um, this time of new beginnings and new life and renewal. So with that, I'd like you to stand and join us. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 6. Hallelujah. Thank God. Pray to him by name. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. Sing him songs, belt out hymns, translate his wonders into music. Honor his holy name with hallelujahs, you who seek God. Live a happy life. Keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. Remember the world of wonders he has made, his miracles and the verdicts he's rendered. O seed of Abraham, his servant. O child of Jacob, his chosen. Let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. Oh, He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. Oh, He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. 
we dancing your freedom awake and alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great things you've been faithful through every storm You'll be faithful forevermore. Oh, you have done great things. And I know you will do it again. For your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things. You will do great things. Oh, hero of heaven. You conquer the grave, you free every captive and break every chain, oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive, oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things. You conquer the grave, you free every captive and break every chain, oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive, oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things. Micah 7, verses 18 through 19. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. could remember no wrongs we have done omniscient all-knowing he counts not their sum thrown into a sea without bottom or shore our sins they are many his mercy is more praise the lord his mercy is more stronger than darkness our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. What patience would wait as we constantly roam? What Father so tender is calling us home? He welcomes the vilest, the weakest, the poor. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. 
than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. What riches of kindness He lavished on us. His blood was the payment, His life was the cost. We stood neath the dead we could never afford. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Ephesians 1, 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Who else commands all the hosts of heaven? Who else could make every king bow down? Who else can whisper and darkness trembles? Only a holy God. What other beauty demands such praises? What other splendor outshines the sun? What other majesty rules with justice? Only a holy God. Come and behold him, the one and the only. Cry out, sing. Only a holy God. 
worship the holy God. Rescue me from my failing. Who else would offer his only son? Who else invites me to call him father? Only a holy God. Only a holy God. Come and behold him. Colossians 1, 10 through 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Oh, Lord, my guide, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God his Son not sparing sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, 
my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou how great thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art How great thou art When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then i shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my god how great thou art then sings my soul How great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. Oh, how great Thou art, how great Thou art, how great Thou art. So you guys are free to sit down now. Um, some of you may be uh, familiar with this song, um, but AJ has been working on this for, for quite some time, and it's, uh, he's done some awesome work. So he's going to share uh, a song as a testimony. This is his testimony through song uh, to us. And um, so I would just, the words are going to be up there. Um, you don't have to sing along, um, but I would invite you to just read. These words are so good. I love the lyrics of, of this song. They're so beautiful. So uh, just sit, listen read the words, and uh, be ministered to. creation there at the start before the beginning of time with no point of reference you spoke to the dark and flashed out the wonder of light and as you speak 
A hundred billion galaxies are born In the vapor of your breath the planets form If the stars were made to worship so alive I can see your heart and everything you've made Every burning star or signal fire of grace Of creation sings and praises so alive God of your promise You don't speak in vain No syllable empty your voice For once you have spoken Of nature and science Follow the sound of your voice And as you billion creatures catch your breath evolving in pursuit of what you said if it all reveals your nature so alive I can see your heart in everything you say Every pain sky, a canvas of your grace. And creation still obeys you so long. If the stars were made to worship so light. If the mountains bow in reverence all night If the oceans roar your great and so will I For if everything exists lift you high so will I If the wind knows where you send it so will I Cry out in silence, so alive. The sum of all our praises still fall short. We'll see again a hundred billion times. salvation chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride on who you created
Light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life, so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind me, so will I. I can see your heart and everything you've done. Every part designed in a work of art called love. Creation still obeys you, so will I. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we just sit here in awe of your goodness, of your majesty, of the creation that you made by the breath of your words. And Lord, we, we stand before you humble. Lord, let us know our creatureliness. Let us know who you are. Let us understand it. Let us live in the light of that. And Lord, wherever you send us, we will go. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, not that long ago, I had given a call for uh, testimonies to the church, for people to submit testimonies to me. We would use them in future illustrations. We would use them, and today's one of those days. One of the very first people to come forward uh, to share what the Lord has been doing in their life was Steph. So we are going to have Steph Straits come on up and tell us a little bit about what the Lord is doing and his faithfulness. Good morning, everybody. I'm a little nervous, um, but I thought I would come up and share a little bit about how I ended up here at Grace Bible Church, which for some of you who have been going here a long time might seem like a weird story since my parents started coming here in the 80s, and then I was born, so that's sort of how I ended up here, um, but there is a little bit more to the story than that. Um, so I grew up here. I was dedicated on the stage. I was baptized in that baptismal I did Awana and youth group. I went on many mission trips. And um, when I think about my childhood and being raised here at Grace, I do have very fond memories. Um, but I always kind of struggled with feeling like I had friends or I like really belonged here. Um, we had a pretty big youth group while I was here, but a lot of the kids in the youth group were either older than me, like a couple grades older, or a couple grades younger. There were like a few of us that were my age, but I always kind of had felt like I was a little too young or a little too old for the crowd at the time. Um, and so when I graduated high school, I went to Cedarville University and I found, felt like I finally like found my people. They were my age 
and we shared the same values and like things were lining up and I was like, yes, this is what it feels like to belong. Um, and then when I graduated, uh, I started applying to nursing positions out at, uh, in the Cedarville area. Um, and all of my friends were getting hired, like super easy, and I was just like hearing nothing. It was closed door after closed door, so I ended up having to move back to Chicago. And that was very difficult for me to go from such a strong community of friends and believers to kind of essentially square one, right? The people that I grew up with here at Grace had gotten married and moved on, and the people that were younger than me were still in college. And um, I came to Grace for like a month or two, but kind of didn't really feel like there was anything here for me. Um, so I stopped coming, and um, I got a, a job at Loyola pretty quickly, um, which was very exciting. But when you start at hospitals, you often have to start on the night shift and every other weekend. So um, going to church was just not something that I was really able to do. Um, and I had tried a few churches out in Wheaton, but nothing really stuck because I couldn't regularly, regularly go to church. Um, and so what I ended up doing was going to a lot of karaoke bars. Um, I know that it might be surprising to some of you here, but I wasn't always a singer. Um, when I was 10 years old, I was di diagnosed with vocal modules, um, which is something that like very famous, popular world touring singers get, not something that 10-year-olds who talk too much get. But that's, that's what happened to me. So singing was not something that I ever pursued as a young child, but it was always something that brought me a lot of joy. Um, and I've always sort of had this secret desire in my heart to be in a band or sing on the worship team, but I never really thought it was something that I, would ever happen for me because my vocal cords were damaged. Um, so when I found karaoke, I was like, oh my gosh, nobody cares if I sound good or bad. I don't even care if I sound good or bad sometimes. Um, and so I kind of found that community and it was like, yes, maybe this is sort of where I'll fit. But I was still lonely. Um, and the lonelier I got, the more I tried to dig into that community and the deeper that loneliness became. Um, and it got to a point where one night I had a thought that was like, if I disappeared from my life, I don't think anybody would notice. I don't think anybody would miss me. I could just go away. And then the next thought I had after that was, that is not a good thought to have. And if I continue what I'm doing, this is not sustainable. This will not sustain me. And um, thankfully, I had a very good foundation um, laid up for me from my parents and my church community. And I knew that I needed to make a change. Um, and over, what would I, I call them the dark years, and I tell the story. Over, throughout the dark years, I had heard God kind of in the background whispering that he was waiting for me. And it was kind of at that moment where God was like, okay, are you done? <laughs> are you ready to surrender? And, um, and I was like, okay, I can't do this. So I'm going to try it your way since my way is not working very well. Um, so what cool Wheaton Church am I going to go to, God? And God was like, I want you back at Grace. And I was like, really? Back to Grace? Um, I don't feel that way about you guys now. I love you very much now. 
Um, but I kind of fought um, God on that for a very long time. And eventually I struck a deal with God and I said, I will go back to Grace if you give me friends there. It was like my one condition. And boy, oh boy, has he given me so many friends since I've been back. Um, and so I, I, I actually changed my job at work so that I could um, make my schedule so I could regularly participate in church and community. Um, so when I came back, Aaron Williams, right away, you're going to help out with the youth group. I was like, are you sure? Do you know what I did last weekend? <laughs> I don't know if you want me there. Um, so I was helping out with the youth group. I started singing on the worship team. And um, Easter of 2015, I was sitting over there in the annex, not listening to John Bell at all, and arguing with God. You brought me here, stupid. I'm still doing the same things. I'm still lonely. I don't know what I'm doing. I hate it. If you want me to be here and figure it out, you need to give me somebody who's going to help me do that. And then the service ended, and I walked over here to say hello to Sarah Sear. Um, Sarah and her husband, John, were members here for a very long time. She actually was my first flute teacher, and I was very scared of her because I did not practice, and she could tell. <laughs> um, but uh, so I walked on over to her, and she gave me a hug. And when she pulled away, as she was still holding on to my shoulders, she said, do you want to do a Bible study with me? And that was probably one of the most immediate answers to prayer I have ever received. Um, so I just like waterworks. If any of you know me, I cry very, very easily. So I'm just like bawling up here in the front. And then just from then on, it has been tenfold how the Lord has blessed me and has been faithful to his agreement with me to bring me friends. Um, I can think of countless friends that are no longer here, that I'm still in contact with, new people that are coming all the time. Um, and when I think about my hesitations for coming back, a lot of them were about what could Grace give to me? Did it have like a robust like college program or a singles group? And it doesn't really have that, but that's okay. Um, if I looked like, if my life looked like the lives of all of you guys out there with families or empty nesters, um, we would all be drowning in the same boat. And um, I have found that my singleness has helped me or has allowed me to participate and serve and minister to the people in this church in ways that I just could not have if my life had gone exactly how I wanted it to go. Um, so I am just thankful for God's patience and his faithfulness as he's brought me back here, as he's um, loved me through you guys um, and given me a place where I really truly feel like I belong. So... Thank you. Lamentations three, nineteen through twenty-three. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I will remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness.
Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine and ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto me. All right, we're going to pull, you're going to have a seat. We're going to pull a little audible here. So this kids who are going to go to Kingdom Kids Celebrate can leave now. We were going to wait till after the baby dedication, but it's getting late. So if you are kindergarten through fifth or fifth, yeah, five years old through fifth grade, you can go off to room, what is that, 228. Or you can stay and hang out here with us, but... Okay. Okay. 
for our next testimony over the course of the last several years. I've been asking this person in one way or another to participate uh, with their talents, with their time. And there was always a sense of, oh, I'm not so sure about that. I appreciate that you think so highly of me and what I'm capable of doing. And I would say I'm thinking highly of the Lord and what he's capable of doing. And so finally, she gave in. So if Melanie Peters, where are you, Melanie? I didn't see you. Come on up. You're right in front. Come on up. Hold that close to your lips when you talk, okay? Um, so recently, I'm so glad you're up here. Another opportunity for me to ask her to do something she doesn't want to do. Um, so recently you have noticed out in the hallway, there's this series of portraits that have been done that coincided with my Portraits of Grace series. Uh, this is what I had approached Melanie on before the series. If she could, as the weeks went, to create another piece to give a little blurb about it and to bless us with the gifts that the Lord has given her. So this isn't the first time I've asked, though. So what were some of your fears in the beginning? Well, I, for one thing, I don't have an art background at all. And most of my art is in my little art room at my little desk, and I pray and... I do art journaling, and it's between me and God, and nobody else is supposed to see this stuff. And so people were going to see those. <laughs> so that was my hesitation. So I did a big eye roll and yeah. <laughs> tried to yeah. talk him out of it. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, the first time I asked was like even a couple of years ago, and then it was like just recently she's like, oh, my gosh, okay, I'll think about it. And then it was... And then it was a little clearer. If, if you ever have the opportunity and you ever have the desire to show them, you should really take a look at the way she journals her devotions while she's normally just listening to a sermon. She'll hear the points and write the points of the sermon, whatever the Spirit brings to her, and she illustrates it with it. It's, it's beautiful. And these are ways that you guys can be expressing yourself even in the sermon while I'm preaching in response to what the Lord is speaking through his word. So I think that's something that would, would bless people. So then what changed your mind this time? It wasn't simply me wearing you down, was it? No. Okay, what was it? Well, a little pastoral I'll own that. persuasion, okay. but well, I had to get over myself and realize it was my lack of faith. Um, and as I was doing those pictures and learning about the body, and I just started praising God for giving me gifts, and not that I hide in my room and pray to him, but I am a part of the body or the priesthood or the branches, Amen. what Amen. have you. <laughs> And um, all I want to do is glorify God. Amen. I mean, that's, that's really the goal of our lives. Everything that we do here on earth, ultimately, and it's in the last analysis, is how are we reflecting God back to the world uh, in which we live? I mean, each of us, it might be easy to think that, well, I don't have anything to offer. But the scripture says otherwise. God makes it very clear that when you're a child of God, he has given you a gift, and that gift is for the benefit of the church. We talked seven weeks on this, so I won't start preaching on it. But um, So in this process, in sort of the fear that you had, and how has the Lord met you? What has your experience been now that you've started doing this? Well, I, I tend to 
when I listen to a sermon, I tend to see images rather than hear words. And um, I just, wait, what was the question again? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just want to think about, okay, you were, you were fearful. You had mm-hmm. some lack of faith as you were being asked to step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right? Finally, through me wearing you down and the Spirit's work in your life, we'll say, you decided to say yes and, and showcase what the Lord is doing through you. I'm just, I suppose I'm thinking about when you're sitting there in front of the canvas and maybe you have my sermon notes or the recording of my sermon or whatever. What is it that you're thinking about? What's sort of the process of that? And how is it that you are interacting with the Lord in those times? Well, it's kind of daunting to look at a blank canvas, and I just have to pray that I just ask God, what do you want to go on that canvas? And sometimes during a sermon, I will envision something, and I'll think, oh, I got to go do that. And then it's God saying, nope, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'll try, and say, yeah, but this will be cool. And so I'll try to do it, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work. And I keep trying, and I have to just sit and listen to him, let his images come into my mind, and then I have to pray, Lord, now, that sounds really hard. And so can you translate that from my mind to my hands and onto the canvas? And the thing I think of all these, this series is apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's, that's why I'm up here. Yeah. Otherwise, I would not be. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have done those um, paintings. And that's just it. My, my whole life now is apart from him, I can do nothing. And even glorifying him, I need his strength. So... Yeah, amen. So the, please, if you haven't had an opportunity to look at those, let's take a look at those today. They're a real blessing to me. I really appreciate the work that you've done in using various uh, multimedia, various you know uh, mediums. What's interesting to me is it works from left to right. So the first sermon was on the left. If you look this way, if you notice the first one, it's very in the box. It's very cautious. It's very. If you move right, things start exploding off of the canvas more. You're using more expression. Now there's like, now there's cloth involved. Now there's things 3D involved. And you could see the Lord giving you greater and greater courage as you went. Was that your experience as you were doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's been a, a real blessing. And I, and I believe that your desire to glorify the Lord has been achieved and that he has done that through you. So we can be grateful to God for that. So what are your plans for the future now that you've broken free of your restraint? What can you do for us now? It depends on what you ask me to do. (laughs) So, uh, Melanie, this has started sort of uh, permeating ideas. Well, if this is possible, what else is possible? And I think a seed that had been planted some time ago is now starting to just begin to sprout. But the idea of an art ministry, a place where uh, people can come and they can express what the Lord is doing in their lives through various formats. We we see it now through the sowing seeds ministry with the crocheting and knitting and things like that. And now we'll see it in this art. And so we're hoping, we could be praying for that, that the Lord makes it clear that this is a, a direction, a foray we should be taking, that this is something that we should be investing our time 
and resources into, um, it started with this idea of youth group. Sometimes youth group was all about dodgeball, right? And if you were a jock, you lived. If you were not like me, you did not. And so what is another expression for the youth and for the church at large that we can begin to interact with God? And I was thinking about art, and that's sort of, I think the Lord met us at the same place at the same time. So, well, thank you for your courage. <laughs> All right, you guys can rise. We're going to sing another song, and then the Bambino's coming up. Aren't we doing Oceans? The Great Bambino will be up here. Then we're going to do the Lion King, hold the child up like this while everybody... I really don't know what the Great Bambino is in reference to. Oh! Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. But immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name And keep my eyes above the waves When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace For I am yours And you are mine
Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed and you won't start now. And I rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours, and you are mine, Spirit, lead me where my trust is let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. And I will call upon your name And keep my eyes above the waves When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace For I am yours And you are mine It's time for the baby. He's already dressing better than me. <laughs> Look at that sweet boy in the matching bow tie. Who wore it better? I'm sorry, Adam, I think he wore it better. So here we have Peter, Isaac, Fennec, Fox. Fennec was kept a secret until a couple of days ago, and so I had to search frantically about Fennec. How did you come up with Peter, Isaac, Fennec, Fox? We like Fennec Foxes. Why do you like Fennec Foxes? They're crafty and have big ears. Okay. You agree? We need to make sure she co-signed this. I, Daddy got to pick the middle name. Oh, that was dear. the agreement. Oh, man. Well done. <laughs> um, 
Well, here is the child that we have been waiting for for more than nine months, I assure you. For have we not? This child is the answer to prayers. This child is the evidence of God's faithfulness. This is right before us. This is God saying, I am faithful. I am faithful. The name Peter's Greek. It means rock. Peter was the apostle of hope. When we look at Peter in his life, we see he started out rough, but he ended so soft to the Lord, constantly looking forward to the time when the Lord would return and comfort us. Isaac means he laughs in Hebrew. Maybe you remember the story. The angel visited, the Lord visited Abraham and said, you're going to have a child even in your old age. And it said, Isaac laughed. And then Sarah laughed too on top of it. Isaac means he laughs. Fennec, it's an Arabic word. It means furry little animal. Sort of a general word. <laughs> May he be hairy like his father. But a fennec fox, for those of you who don't know, is this small, absolutely adorable fox that's resident to North Africa, and as Adam has said, gigantic ears. These gigantic ears allow it to hear over long distances of the barren landscape. And so let me just take a moment here to say, God bless you. We are so excited for you. We are celebrating with you. We are just so happy that this has, uh, that, that, that this has happened and that God has answered prayers right before our very eyes. So allow me to bless your boy. Okay. Peter. May your life be built on the rock of truth, Jesus Christ. May you stand firm and strong in the light and love of the Lord. May you bring hope to whom everyone you interact. May the Lord bless you richly and may you give all the glory to him with your words, your attitudes, and your good works. Peter Isaac. May you bring laughter and joy to everyone you meet. May your life be marked by celebration. And may you live in the truth that you, like Isaac, are living proof of God's faithfulness. In this, may you know your tremendous value in the eyes of your parents and most importantly, in the eyes of your Heavenly Father. Peter, Isaac, Fennec Fox, may you be wise, discerning, and careful as you navigate this world, always listening for the voice of your Heavenly Father. May you be sensitive to his calling on yours and to you, hearing over the din of this world his loving words to you. May all this be true in God's power. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in Peter, this gift you have given to Adam and Andrea, this child of faithfulness, this child of hope. We thank you for the blessing of his life and pray that you would give Adam and Andrea the wisdom, grace, and patience to raise this child in the fear and admonition of the Lord, always pointing Peter to Jesus Christ. We pray that we, the congregation, would nurture and guide this family, supporting them in the struggles and rejoicing with them in their successes. Help us, Lord, to be always ready to serve and always be in prayer for Adam, Andrea, and Peter. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. The son of faithfulness, the proof of God's faithfulness. 
we decided to move communion this week to today as a special celebration day. We thought it would be apropos not only for us to celebrate together, but to have a time of reflection. And just like Peter, Jesus is the child of God's faithfulness. When we were wayward because of our sin, when we could do nothing to save ourselves, God in his faithfulness and love to us sent his only son. I don't know about you, but when, where's AJ gone? Yeah, he's gone. When AJ, I want to make sure he's gone before I say it. When AJ sang his line, what was the word? I forgot. Do you remember the line he said? Who else invites me to call him father? It's like I just crumbled, man. I just crumbled. And I saw in AJ standing there what it must have been like for our Heavenly Father to send His Son and to know that His child would be crucified on our behalf because of our own sins. Yet God in His faithfulness and His great love for us did exactly that. Christ was born into this world and lived a perfect life and took the punishment that we deserved. And it says that after He resurrected, He went into heaven where He sits in glory, where he sits reigning from on high. Before he left, he gave us words. He told us, said that when we come together and we celebrate what we call communion, we should do so in remembrance of him. We should be thinking about what he did. And so let's take a moment. Let's pray for the elements. Does anybody need cups? If you need a cup, raise your hand. We're going to get you cups. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to pray for the elements. And then Michael's going to begin singing, playing. We're going to take a moment where you're just going to sit and reflect on what the Lord has for you this week. What it is the Lord wants you to know about him, about you, where you've fallen short, and where you need to call upon the blood of Christ and forgiveness. And so this is a time for you guys to take communion on your own. On your own. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. I mean, there's nothing else that we can say. We can simply receive what you have offered us, what you've given so freely to us, your son, in gratitude. Lord, we know that we have done nothing to deserve our salvation. We've in fact everything, even after we've saved, we've done everything, we've been saved, we've done everything, Lord, to show ourselves not worthy of it. Yet you're faithful. You forgive us. You're quick to forgive us. You love us and you lavish upon us this love. Lord, we pray that you would give us this time. And as we take the juice, Lord, and we see that it's your blood shed on the cross for us for the forgiveness of our sins, help us, Lord, to see a new life, a life that is now lived by grace, the covenant of grace, the promise of grace. Lord, as we take the bread, your body, let us remember, Lord, your body hanging and battered for us. A life perfectly lived that we would be seen as perfect before our Heavenly Father. So we thank you, Lord, for these elements, for the bread and for the juice. We pray, Lord, that you would meet us now. Show us you, show us ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.
I fix my mind on Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb, the entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah still, and all Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. For endless days we will sing Your praise, O oh Lord, O oh Lord our God. On the third, at break of time, the Son of Heaven rose again. Oh, trample death, where is your sting? The angels roar for Christ the King. Sun shall pierce the night, 
and I will rise among the saints, my gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. Oh, praise my name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. For endless days we will sing Your praise, oh Lord, oh Lord our God. Oh Lord, oh Lord our God. Go ahead and have a seat. We got one of our very own. Let me use this. Got one of our very own who's getting ready to go uh, do some mission work for a week or two, and so we want to make sure that he has an opportunity to explain what it is that he is doing and how we can be praying for him. So, Roy, if you can come on up, and tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Well, good to uh, be with you. Uh, just to give you an idea, in a couple of weeks I'll be heading out, so I will not be here at the missions conference. Um, so the focus coming up is on a trip on discipleship and formation of pastors and church leaders enrolled in theological school where I'm affiliated. And I'll be teaching a course called Reconstructing the Christian Life or Spiritual Life, which is important for those coming from an area of the world where most are first-generation Christians and find themselves in leadership positions. I'll be teaching through nine vices and virtues, starting with basic human instincts or needs, and then moving on to more troublesome human emotions, and then ending more with the more complex and deadly vices of the will. Uh, it will be five intense days of teaching beginning the day after I get into the country, so there's no time for jet lag. Um, I will be one of two teachers who will be teaching twice a day, and each day begins and ends with corporate worship and devotions given by a different pastor each day. The course uh, takes an in-depth dive into scripture followed by questions to allow the students to talk about subjects uh, that are considered taboo in their culture, which is important in creating a culture of trust, vulnerability, and accountability. So the students always have more questions at the beginning of the course uh, as they're trying to understand where it's all going, but uh, before long, they start to understand what's going on and where we are going in the course. And then at the end, they find out that the course itself, the way it was taught, was teaching them things more than even the content that was going through. And if weather is nice, uh, we'll have tea breaks outside and meals sitting, of course, outside on the ground, which is very cultural. Uh, these courses have major impact on the lives of these students, and the evening prayer times are intense dealing with seemingly impossible situations that they are facing. The prayer uh, for the, ask the prayer for impact on the, the people's lives and their ministries that they serve the Lord. 
Uh, my next stop will be in another country uh, to launch the HICMA Research Partnership, uh, which has four goals, to reach, mentor new scholars uh, from the two-thirds world, uh, regional and international gatherings for these new scholars, and then publishing. Uh, we want to see published works coming from scholars in this part of the world rather than scholars from this side of the world talking about them. So the goal is to uh, do a partnership, research partnership of collecting stories, aiding research, and training emerging leaders. And I'll be presenting a book that I'm writing uh, with the aid of a, an emerging scholar uh, from that part of the world that came out of the consultation earlier this year. Uh, I, will be greatly, I will greatly appreciate your prayers for travel, clarity for teaching, and for students that they will have an intense week, but, uh, and as well for the successful launch of a new partnership. So thank you for your continued support and your extended work that is being done around the world, uh, which will impact many people. So thank you for that. Uh, just one quick thing. Uh, the airline that I'm going to be taking uh, on the second part uh, it's a layover, and the last time I did this trip, my luggage didn't come until the last day of the course. So you could pray that that doesn't happen this time. Let, let's do just that right now. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would be with Roy, that you would uh, make your gospel known, Lord, to all nations. We pray that you would give him poise. And wisdom, help him, Lord, to teach with clarity. Help uh, him, Lord, to, uh, to collaborate with uh, those in the, that part of the world well. We pray, Lord, that you would make his trip go off without a hitch and that he would not be wearing the same clothes for multiple days. In Jesus' name, amen. So what do you say we finish with one more song? Yeah? So, I mean, we're going to be waiting downstairs for, for food, or we can be waiting up here singing. So why don't we wait up here singing? So let's do another one. Let's do the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do the whole thing. The whole, Come on, okay. go ahead and stand. We'll play it twice as fast, so it'll be half as long. <laughs> you, my God, have saved my soul. I am yours forevermore. I won't be of this I'm sure you are my God and you have saved my soul I was lost when you came for me held in chains by the enemy, but you broke them in victory. Now I'm free, I am free. You're my joy, and you are my hope. I am saved by your grace alone. I will sing of your love for me. I am free, I am free. My God, have saved my soul. I am yours forevermore. I won't be moved.
Jesus, I'm sure. You are my God and you have saved my soul. Pastor Adam here. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to Grace Bible Church, and I would love to hear what you thought of today's program or of ways that we can be praying for you and with you. So check us out on social media at GBCL. Also, if you would like to support our ministry, you can give securely at our website at www.gbcelm.org. Now remember, God loves you, and so do we.